Welcome back to Becoming an Influencer podcast. I am your host, Amanda Jewell, and today I am joined with a great friend of mine and a multi-talented person that has a lot to share with you guys today. So hello, Elise. How are you? Hey guys, I'm good. How are you? So yes, this is Elise Mazakian and she is a recent double major grad from the University of Texas at Austin, graduating in 2020 and also quite the TikTok star if we (laughs) get to say that. (laughs) No, but yeah, so she was also in Texas Creative. I know there's a lot of UT listeners, um, and we've never had a Texas creative on here, so this is exciting. The first one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Elise, what's up? Introduce yourself. Okay, hey guys. Um, Like Amanda said, I'm Elise. I graduated last month from UT. Um, I was in RTF and advertising double major, um, minored in business and Mandarin Chinese, which was hell on earth. (laughs) Just kidding. Thought about that. Uh, I was also in Texas Creative. I was an art director, and now I'm unemployed. So. <laughs> <laughs> More like actively job hunting. Okay, I yeah. have faith that it's really just wherever you're meant to end up, and so it sucks at first. But like, you're the most like qualified person that I could think of, especially for like a recent grad and going into like agency life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I was talking to my mom about it, and, like, at this point, there's this one position that I've literally been interviewing for since September. I've had five interviews and done a spec project for them, and now it's just kind of waiting. We're supposed to be touching base this week, but, like, my mom was just basically, like, it's not a matter of, like, if you'll get a job. It's a matter Mm -hmm. of, like, you just have to be patient. I'm like, yeah, I'm being patient, but my bank account is not being patient. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you just moved to L.A. also. Yeah, so I'm out here uh, living the LA lifestyle on zero income, which is... That's so funny. I completely forgot about that. Duh, there's so much to talk about. Okay. Um, Wow. All right. Well, so uh, let's just start off with school since that's like now, it's now history, okay? Um, Why, first of all, why the University of Texas at Austin? Because you grew up in Minnesota. Um, Yeah, so I lived in Minnesota for 18 years. Um, in the south suburbs of Minneapolis and when I was looking for a university at that time I only wanted to do film like film was what I was going to do and so I basically just kind of researched universities that had really good film programs because neither of my parents had ever gone to university so they really couldn't help me with anything and I applied to nine schools and they were literally all over like the coast of the country and then like in Texas Um, and like my number one choice was USC and I got into USC and then I was like, well, I can't afford it. So yay, but also <laughs> never mind. Um, and then it basically like came down to, I didn't really want to go to like a small school. Like one I was considering was out here in LA actually called Loyola, Loyola Marymount, which is like a very specific like art school. Um, and they have a really good film program. But I wanted to go to a school where like if I realized I didn't want to do film, like I had mm. options. Um, like because obviously, like, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do within film. I just kind of knew I wanted to be involved in the entertainment industry somehow. Yeah. So I was like, I want to go to, like, a school where I have more options. And then I was kind of considering between Texas and, Loy- or not, Loy- I already said that, um, Texas and University of Virginia Wilmington. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, UNC Wilmington, North Carolina, not. <laughs> okay. 
Um, not Virginia. The East Coast messes me up. But I was like debating between those two because they have a really good film program too, but they don't have like kind of like the big campus, like big university feel. And totally. Austin does. Plus Austin is a cooler city than Wilmington. No offense to anyone who lives there. Um, <laughs> so that's how I end up basically being like, I want to go to UT. Oh, also UT had the residency program where I could like get in-state tuition if I like work 20 hours a week every week for a full year and like submitted all my pay stubs and a bunch of proof that I had been living here I could get Texas residency and then get in-state tuition dude okay that's so cool there's a lot of kids too that also listen that are out of state and they ask about stuff like that but I I didn't even know that that was an option yeah there's like three ways to get your residency basically like you either do what I did where you have a job for a full year and you work 20 hours a week at least every week for that year, or at least an average. So like if you take a week off, you have to work like 40 hours the next week. Um, and then you can do that. You can own property for a year in Texas, or you can marry a Texas resident and be married for a year. And those are the three ways you can get Texas residency. Um, so obviously could not afford to buy property and wasn't going to get married. So I was like, I guess I'm going to work for a year to get my residency. Wow. Wait, so then do you think the kids, I mean, I don't know if there's many in Austin, but the kids that have parents like buy houses, like little like college houses, and then everyone kind of rents from them, is that, do you think maybe that's because of the Texas residency? It, I mean, it could be either that or just like Austin is like booming right now. So like mm-hmm. it's a good investment to buy a house there, especially yeah. like a lot of landlords in Austin kind of like abuse the system because mm-hmm are going to be college students who don't really care about the house so they don't have to do as much upkeep and they can charge a lot more um but I had like a friend whose dad bought a house and then he lived in it and um and he was like you have to be like technically an owner of the house as far as I'm aware like you have to own it It can't be like your family Mm -hmm. um so him and his dad were like co-owners of the house and he like owned the house for a year and that's how he got his residency Wow. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, and did any of it have to do with your grades? No. Um, I mean, obviously like you have to like pass, mm-hmm. but n- no, it didn't have to do with your grades. You just have to take, there was like the, I don't know if it's moved now, but there was like the international office, like across the street from below. Yeah. I basically had to take in, um, like my, I got a Texas license to prove that I like am a resident of Texas and I had to bring in like a gas bill um I had to bring in like a a note from my thing that said I had lived in the dorm all year um and then I had to bring in my like a summary of my pay stubs right from my boss saying that I had worked 20 hours a week every week for a full year which you don't need but I just like wanted it to be safe because like if I didn't get institution there's no way I was going to be able to come back yeah I was like I need to get approved for this otherwise like because out-of-state tuition is like 50k a year that's so it's insane like, there's no way I can do that for more than one year yeah so, yeah well okay so then that's a perfect segue into how did you handle balancing being in school and working um it kind of sucked to be honest like my yeah. freshman year because I feel like freshman year is when a lot of people don't have jobs or anything and they just kind of like hang out like meet friends and stuff so like I definitely had like the situation a lot of the time where like my friends were going to do something and I couldn't because I had to work Mm -hmm. or like my like there was like a party but I 
like that I got invited to on my way to work and I'm like well I'll play it um but like it's just kind of like you got to find the sweet spot a lot of times um people would like not make fun of me but like my friends would be like you're so weird because I would like wear nice clothes to class because I had to go straight from like work to class or like class to work and so I was always like really dressed up for class and then also though like I continued to do that for like the rest of like college just because I was so used to like dressing nice but it's just kind of like you have to find a balance and it made me really tired and I definitely had a couple like breakdowns about it to my mom (laughs) no I like remember one time I literally like was on my 15 minute break and I was sitting outside I worked at Urban on oh yeah because I transferred I worked at Urban my senior year of high school at the Mall of America and Mm -hmm. I transferred down to the Austin one and um I literally like was on my 15 minute break and I like went outside the back of Urban and just like sat on the phone like scream crying to my mom about how tired I was and like went back in and I was like still crying so I was like sitting in the break room for a minute to like collect myself and my boss walked in and was like Elise like your your break ended like five minutes ago you need to get back out of and I like looked at her and I was like tears like makeup streaming on my face she was like you can take another five (laughs) sorry and then like So, like, it's definitely hard, um, but, like, it obviously was worth it for how much money I saved. Yeah. You know, you have to kind of balance. Like, I had jobs in high school and stuff, so it's just, like, you got to have to, like, balance. Like Definitely. And so then when everything kind of went online, obviously this is now, like, four years later, but how did you balance, like, doing school online and having to work? Or did things kind of, like, stop? For a while um my so when we first went online it was like halfway through spring semester of my mm-hmm. senior year um and I had just quit Red Bull <laughs> at that oh point. yeah mm-hmm. um so like I didn't have a job when things first went online which was honestly well okay I worked like Saturdays at like this shoe store yeah uh, so like that was all that the income I had at that point as I was looking for a different job um, but it was kind of like boring because then the shoe store closed obviously because of COVID oh, and yeah. I didn't have a job. And so from March through May, I like was only doing school and it was the weirdest thing ever because I just <laughs> didn't have anything going on. Um, but then la- like the fall semester, cause I, you know, I took like my extra semester to finish everything. Right. Um, I was working in person, but then had school online because, like, I had to go in to the office for my internship, so, like, I worked there over the summer, and then was working there in the fall, and it was kind of nice to have that, like, in-person thing that was happening. Definitely. Um, Yeah, I find I, like, work better, like, I do things, like, more proactively when I have, like, a ton of shit happening. Am I allowed to curse on this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, when I have, like, a ton of stuff happening, like, I'm more proactive about doing things. Totally. right now this is the first time in my life I haven't had a job or class going on and I literally like I have like one thing to do all day and I just like can't do it because I like don't have the motivation yeah no same and like they always say if you want something done then give it to the busiest person in the room because like we just knock it out yeah um but yeah so how did you find your internship and what was it um the one that my most recent one yes it was so I interned there originally. Okay, so I applied to it as a joke because it was like, it was, do you know what TFM is? That sounds so familiar. Is that like a total frat move? 
Yeah, they were like their version of Barstool and I applied to it as a joke because I like very anti Greek life. Like not like anti Greek. Yeah, life. I know what you mean. I would like more so like fraternities stand for. Totally. Um, I applied to it as a joke, but then they like messaged me back and then were like, Oh, well, we don't like they basically don't hire girls. <laughs> um, but they were like, Our clothing brand, um, we need like a marketing intern. Oh. Um, interested and I was like yeah I might as well like this is the first internship I'd heard back from and it was the summer after my freshman year so like I wasn't really gonna get like a nice and it was paid so I was like all right I'll do it um it paid more than urban so I was like I'll so I was working at urban and at at that internship um and I worked there like on and off for like two-ish years and eventually like they ended up selling it to a different person because it got too big to be under the umbrella like the Mm -hmm. tf that company so they sold it off and my boss like brought me to the new company with her Mm -hmm. as an intern so basically it was just kind of like whenever i didn't have anything else going on i was like their intern Um, cool and my former boss messaged me in may and was like hey like um we're gonna need some help over the summer now that like things are like now that we can go back into the office and stuff um, if you don't have anything else going on or you want to work here while you're looking for a job, um, we'd love to have you. So, oh, they're based in Austin? Yeah. That worked out. Yeah. yeah. So they basically just, like, reached back out to me and were like, hey, like, but this time, like, I was, like, an intern, but technically, like, I wasn't an intern, but they still called me an intern because I'd been their intern for so long. Right. I was, like, just technically, like, a part-time employee, and I did digital marketing design. Hey, there you yeah. go. Okay, well, so great transition. You're an art director, right? And you were in the Texas Creative Sequence in the University of Texas at Austin's advertising school. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, wait, first of all, what got you into, like, creative and... Um, yeah. And like, how'd you end up on the track? Um, I didn't start advertising until my junior year. Like I didn't add it as That's a second crazy. major. Yeah. Until literally like halfway through, which is why part of the reason why I had to take an extra semester. Um, but I had taken like advertising classes, my like, cause you know how you have to have like extra moody classes, mm-hmm. um, like uh, moody electives as part of your major. Right just at the time I was just RTF and so I took like a couple advertising classes as electives and then I was like oh this is what I want and then I actually like went to one of the critiques for creative and I was like wait this is sick and I had a couple friends that were older um in creative and it just like made me want to try it so I was like okay I'm gonna take 318 and if I pass it and apply to the program and get in I'm gonna do it yeah and then I was in the program and I was just going to do management because I was like, I don't have time for creative. But then I was like, if I was going to do anything in advertising, I would want to be doing creative stuff. Right. So then it was another thing where I'm like, I'm going to apply. And if I get in, then I get in. If I don't, then I don't. And it was actually, I found out I had just moved to LA for an internship for the summer and the first night I was there, I was like on my phone at dinner with my mom and checking my email because I do that. That's just a habit, dude. Yeah. Um, and I got the email from them saying that like, like I got into the program. Um, so I was like, woo. And the same night, Amanda Jewell got the email that she did not get into. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot that we applied at the same time. 
<laughs> no, it was not meant for me. And like, I know that now, mm-hmm. um, which sucked at the time, but yeah. anywho. Um, yeah. Okay. So you knew that that was like what you wanted to do. And I mean, there's a lot of people probably listening that also don't know what Texas Creative is. So can you kind of explain like what portfolio is and what you're doing in the sequence? Mm-hmm. So it basically, it's like advertising boot camp, like creative yes. boot camp. So right. there's four portfolio classes. You only need three to complete the sequence, though. The fourth is kind of just like a extra one. Um, and basically, you and your professor choose brands. Um, there's a different amount that you have to do for each class, and it gets like more as you go. Mm-hmm. But um, you either the first semester you do one by yourself and then two with partners and then all of the rest of the campaigns for the other classes are with partners. And you basically just create advertising campaigns for different brands and refine them. You have to bring new stuff in every week to present to the class. Um, Portfolio one is a lot of like creative exercises too to kind of like get you in mindset. Like we have to do a hundred thumbnail ads. Like you choose a brand you have to make a hundred tiny little thumbnail ads for it, um, which was just really fun because I waited until the last night to do it, um, which is what most people do. <laughs> They're like crazy. Um, yeah. Well, our professor gave us a week to do it and like I had a job and like I was doing things. So I ended up doing it like I did like 30 of them the first the two days before and then the rest I saved to the last night and I like ran out of ideas around like number 70 so I went on Omegle and like asked people what like they thought of when they thought of because my brand was Airbnb I was like what do you think of when you think of Airbnb and they would like be like "Mm, like vacation and I would be like okay and then I'd like make an ad for it (laughs) be like if you had to come up with a tagline for Airbnb what would it be and I like asked people on Omegle I'm going on a rampage right now but yeah basically you just have to like create mock campaigns for brands and then at the end of the semester you bring it to um this thing called critique where like advertising professionals come and basically um critique your work sometimes they're nice sometimes they're not very nice Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just kind of like to create a portfolio so when you start applying to jobs you a kind of know the process of like what working in an agency would be like right you have like a portfolio of work that you can show them that you made. Yeah. Dude, you're definitely one of the most interesting people I know. <laughs> I forgot about the Omegle. I, like, I don't think I ever fully grasped what you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, like, I tell people that and people are like, mm, okay. <laughs> I said that in class and like, no one laughed and I was like, okay, I thought it was kind of funny that I did I that. I, no. Okay. Wrong crowd then because <laughs> that's fire. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> Okay, so I the last thing I got to ask you about UT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, I hear this every time I open my YouTube channel, but Elise, you had a class with Matthew McConaughey, right? Um, yeah, dude, literally, that's like the number one thing people always are like, oh my God, you're in Matthew McConaughey's class. And I'm like, yeah, my professor, Professor McConaughey. Um, like whenever I mention UT or that I was a film major there that's like the first thing people always ask and it's kind of a flex but totally um, totally. it was a really cool class honestly like if you're taking it because you want Matthew McConaughey to be your professor like he doesn't show up most of the time right like he only comes a couple times throughout the semester 
Um, and then one time I produced a set that he wanted us to film, like the, he wanted us to film the groundbreaking ceremony for the new like Moody Arena that's being built because he's like a benefactor of it. Right. So I produced that set. So I got to like talk to him and like work with him there, which was really cool. Um, mostly with his publicist, but he was there. Like, Bro, you make a TikTok about that? That shit would blow up. <laughs> I don't have like pictures of it. Yes, you do. Actually, There's no, literally a picture of him handing you a script. Oh, that's from class. I... <laughs> what? Um, but no, that was, it was cool. Like he, he always like, he doesn't, he didn't like lecture or anything. Yeah. Is the thing. He basically just came in to do Q and A's with us. Cause we were kind of studi- studying his discography of films that he'd been in. Right. And so, like, we, he gave us like his old scripts, um, from like his films that we could like study. And like, we kind of looked at the progression of like the first draft of the script, like, and then the next couple and like he filmed on set, like behind the scenes videos for us, like about what's going on. So, like, you have to sign an NDA and stuff, which I don't think I'm breaching the NDA because I'm not giving any actual information about oh, anything. Yeah, don't um, do that. <laughs> like, it's mostly, like, we're not allowed to show the scripts to anyone. Right. Um, and, like, they, like, print your name in big block letters across every page of the script so that, like, if a page of it got leaked, like, they would know who leaked it. That's um, so smart. Yeah. So, it was a cool class, and it was a lot of like it was really interesting um but definitely just like Matthew McConaughey was like not the person <laughs> he was like a special guest yeah <laughs> and I think that's the coolest part about talking to you about the experience because so many people that either don't go to UT will always be like oh my gosh like the Matthew McConaughey class like blah blah, blah. like how is he as a professor and he's just like not really the professor so I think that's the funny misconception of it but like obviously still everything is definitely about him it sounds like so that's good (laughs) yeah it's a lot about him um and our the professor like is he's basically like the co-professor they're like co-professors even though the other professor teaches every day and he was really cool yeah like he was and I worked on a couple sets with him too like he was filming a commercial and stuff and he like always gives us opportunities to like come PA on his sets um, and you can get like extra credit in class by doing it. It's not paid, unfortunately, but like right. you get extra credit and you get like experience. So like when I was free, I would go work on sets for him and stuff. Wow. So that's really cool because then that's how probably, you, I mean, just like the ad world really coincided with that RTF major that you're already doing. If, I mean, like your professors are filming commercials, like that's quite perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really fun, um, to do. And also like, you're you were in tag right or you're still in tag um there was like a time when um like a it was oh god tilted chair agency came into tag and I went up and talked to the guy because he said that he was an RTF and advertising double major at UT and I was like "I, I am too like if you guys like need an intern I'd love or like and anything like an assistant I'd love to come work with you he's like we actually already have our interns for the semester but um we need help on like a set um and since you have like film and advertising experience because it was a commercial set like a two-day 12-hour shoot each day to set right um he was like we'd love to have you come like work on it like let me give you my email and like send me like your resume and stuff um so I got to like work on that and he was like yeah like having both film and advertising when you want to work in the 
like entertainment or creative industry like is such a helpful thing to have both of them wow. which at like at that point I was kind of double like guessing majoring in both I was like should I just like drop RTF and only do advertising because I don't even know if I want to do film anymore um because I didn't want to do production is the thing like I just wanted to do more so like film industry but not necessarily like be behind the camera um but yeah it was it was helpful because it even got me like it got me RTF opportunities and also got me advertising opportunities so that's so cool and just like when we're talking about (laughs) dude just send this freaking (laughs) podcast episode to any of your applications for work (laughs) Yes, honestly. I don't like, set up an interview here, listen to this podcast where I talk about things. Everything I've done. That's so cool, though. But, yeah, so it's really just about, like, where you're meant to end up. Because, I mean, any company would be dumb not to hire you. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's a, that's a good thing about UT. Um, hopefully that was helpful. But now we're going to kind of transition into TikTok. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so you are tall girl on TikTok. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Peep the description on how to spell it, you guys. Um, but yeah. So, okay, wait, when did you first download TikTok? I downloaded it. Okay. Like not to be like, I downloaded it before everyone else downloaded it. But I literally downloaded it when like TikTok wasn't cool. Yeah. And I downloaded it because I'm a nerd and I was really intrigued in the fact that they like rebranded from Musical.ly to TikTok literally overnight. Like they changed it in the app store and changed all of their branding and like company materials from Musical.ly to TikTok. Like it was the same exact app, same exact like functions and everything. They just completely rebranded because Musical.ly had gotten like a bad rep. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. And That's I kept cool. getting TikTok ads. Like basically they're, this isn't me being an advertising nerd, but like right. their um, way that they were advertising the app was literally just like bombarding you with like, like every single ad I was getting on YouTube or on Hulu, like, or on like Instagram, like the story ads, like I was getting TikTok ads and I was like, this is insane, like, that they're spending this much money just to, like, bombard you. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to download it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so I downloaded it in 2018, in the fall of 2018. Um, oh, my God. I can scroll back and look. But I'm pretty sure I downloaded it in, like, fall of 2018 or spring of 2018. Or, no, spring of 2019, I downloaded it. I downloaded okay, it. Yeah, right I bet you that's when it was. Yeah. Yeah, like, I downloaded it in, like, March of that, of 2019. Mm-hmm right before I went to LA and I was just kind of like watching them all throughout like that summer kind of like I would because I had like minimal friends in LA because I had just moved there mm-hmm. um, and so I like and I didn't hang out with my roommates very much so I just kind of would like sit in bed and watch TikToks and stuff really? um, but then when I got back to Austin for school in the fall I was like still like kind of obsessed with TikTok but like no one really liked it and I didn't have any friends to talk to about TikToks or like to send them to because everyone thought it was stupid so I was like I think that this would be funny so I'm gonna make my own TikTok um and then I just kind of like made TikToks for fun but I didn't tell anyone that I had an account because I didn't want people I knew to watch them right um which unfortunately hence your username yeah (laughs) that's why I didn't make it my real name at first my username was um Oh, God, it was something stupid. Oh, it was Minecraft Batty 69. 
Oh. Um, and then yeah. I changed it to tall girl. Like after I started to like, after I had like 5,000 followers, I changed it to tall girl. Cause I was like, Minecraft baddie 69 is kind of stupid. <laughs> and I feel like people are going to make fun of me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just so, kind of like kept making them. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Like what were your first video, like your first videos, like, and then what was like the first video that blew up for you? My first videos were stupid. My first video that I ever made was me playing fetch with my cat. Mm-hmm. And it was just to like experiment with how you like work the app. Right. Um, and it got like five views. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. I got like one follower off of it. And I was like, um, famous. I made another TikTok that was like me eating popcorn and like watching a guy sing like you could, you could do at people. Um, and that one got like 30,000 views. And I was like, what the? Um, but then all of my first videos were like very stupid and not well thought out and just like basically like a lot of them were like me showing off my outfits and or like Mm. like making like jokes and then the first video that went like like it got like a million views um and I got like a lot of followers from it was like that fall I made a video about how I like wash my hair once a week um and everyone thought that that was so fucking weird. And they were like, you're gross. Like, you probably smell bad. Like, I can see dandruff in your hair. Everyone was, like, so pissy about it. And I was like, I literally explained that it's, like, better for your hair yeah. in the caption. And I was like, I still shower every day. I just don't wash my hair. But everyone's like, oh, my God, I know she smells like fish. And I was like, leave me alone. So I got a lot of hate that video. But, and, but then it was like, like I'm Armenian, so I have like super thick hair. Skin? Like oh, and and like hair, yeah. <laughs> I mean that too, but like I feel like a lot of people who are like more ethnic or like people of color like don't wash their hair very often because like we just have like a different like the, the hair is different than like white people hair. No sure. offense, um, but like I had a lot of people color like in my comments being like girl like don't worry about it like me too but like everyone in my comments who was like hating on me for the most part was like white people (laughs) I was like you know what um but that was my first video to blow up and it was kind of like melancholy because I was like well this is crazy like I've gotten so many views but then also everyone was like ew this girl stinks (laughs) it's just like the perfect example of the negative side of being like of like getting viral content like it just really does come with like a little bit of backlash um oh my god yeah literally the worst part that's why I wouldn't want to do TikTok as a job and I just like make them for funsies because if I was like in the spotlight and like I was like a TikToker like the amount of times I've gotten hate on TikTok for like absolutely like the dumbest yeah and I like don't have the thickest skin like I I do where I'm kind of like these are strangers like they don't know anything about me but then like at the same time when people like comment on it and are like yeah like you're stupid and I'm like that's so mean (laughs) I know yeah totally um okay but that's so cool and so you just kind of kept growing after that and like how or I would just say like what tips do you have to people that are listening that want to grow their following on TikTok? Because we didn't even talk about it, but you have, oops, sorry. You have like 64,000 or more now at this point um, followers on the app. So that's like, clo- it's getting close to 100K. 100K wow. is like <laughs> gold. Um, I honestly like, I'm not good about that. I feel like you're more of like the expert on how to like grow your channel and stuff um, because I'm very much so just like, 
like I guess like put relevant hashtags but I'm really bad about like I don't wait till like peak times to post I kind of just am like mm. and that's like my videos that's the thing about TikTok is like when you gain followers because of like viral videos mm-hmm. you don't get a lot of views on your other videos and it's like kind of frustrating and I feel like that's kind of like and I could try like to post at peak times and like hashtags and like post like like content that I think would go viral but I also just like want it to be fun Mm -hmm. so I feel like this is like not great advice but like just like be yourself and do what you want to do because no that is good advice yeah like getting trapped into like a posting schedule Mm -hmm. when when you just want it to be for fun like that made me like that would make me like not want to post anything because I like if I want to post a TikTok I will and if I don't then I don't and I don't like putting a ton of effort into my videos like I like just being like I have an idea I'm gonna do it right now that's good (laughs) I sound very lazy but (laughs) no 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 no. I think that's like a good devil's advocate just because like when and and like from my experience like when you are trying to like experiment for results, right? Like, my whole thing was I was geeked about the fact that, like, it's a platform that virality is so common that, like, anyone can get it. Um, and being in advertising, I was just ready for, like, ads to start rolling over, and boom, they freaking did, and now they're insane. Um, but, yeah, so it also kind of puts a damper on things when you are being so strategic because, like, Personally, right now, which I have this written down to ask you, (laughs) but, um, like, I think I'm experiencing a shadow ban, and so, and whatever you want to call it, or maybe just the content sucks, that's fine. Um, However, it makes you feel like, like, shit. Like, as a person, it, like, you start putting your value in the way a, a content piece performs on an app, whether it be YouTube or TikTok, for example, like, um, I think that's a big no, no about this that just, like, sucks is just finding value in the numbers and then not remembering your value when the numbers are gone um but sorry (laughs) you could go I was gonna say that's something that I like also really bothers me because like I saw a TikTok the other day that was like you're not shadow banned your content just sucks yeah I I feel like you don't control how many people watch your videos though is the thing like your content doesn't like if you're getting a super low ratio of views to likes maybe that means your content sucks but if you have like 60,000 followers you're getting a thousand views that's not on you that's on the algorithm of the app because like the following page doesn't show things in in um, chronological order which a bunch of people have been wanting it to so it's like that I don't know if it's called a shadow ban but it's like your content isn't reaching your followers for right. And that has nothing to do with what the content is for the most part, as far as I'm aware, like obviously mm-hmm. I'm going to promise, but that totally. like bothers me work. Like, and also I found myself, which is like, this is like stupid to admit, but also I feel like a lot of people feel this way. Like I have 60,000 followers. And when I get like a thousand views on a video out of 60,000, it's like embarrassing almost. Yeah. Like I feel like, people are going to look at that and be like, oh my God, she's 60K, but she like can't even pass like a thousand views. And I'm like, like, I shouldn't be embarrassed like that because like, I don't really, like I, at the root of things, like I don't care for mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. but it's more so like, I care what other people are going to think when they see that. Same girl. I'm, you're preaching yeah. to the choir over here. 
yeah, it's just like irritating because it's like, I know it doesn't matter, but at the same time, it can be like really disheartening. Yeah. Like if I had a thousand followers and my videos were getting a thousand views, like that's fire. That was happening. I was like stoked. If my video got like a hundred likes, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like I mm-hmm. love it. But then when like they get a hundred likes now, I'm like, should I delete it? Like, <laughs> like should yes. I take it down? Because I feel embarrassed. No, also- I just deleted like three TikToks yesterday. So. Yeah, I like I do also do that a lot where I just like decide suddenly that I actually hate what I posted and then I just take it down. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. And so yeah, before I forget, but like um that's exactly what I was kind of explaining to myself yesterday was that right, who knows if it's called shadow band, whatever. Mm-hmm. If I have forty three thousand followers and for a week straight my video views are only hundred and forty three views, it doesn't matter. Like it's not like people are choosing not to see the video. Like TikTok shows the video and whether they like it or not, okay, that's based on the quality of the content. Um, and you can like kind of like gauge the engagement rate then. But if it's just like capping at a hundred views and there's 40,000 followers, that is straight up the app, not showing your content to people. Yeah. Like yeah. I had to, like, I had to realize that yesterday. A lot of times I have where like people, um, I follow, sorry, I just lost my train of thought because <laughs> <my laughs> talking. Um, I have a, like this issue a lot of times where I follow people and I like forget that I follow them because I haven't seen them on my following page in so long. And then they'll pop up and I'll be like, oh my God, I completely forgot about this person because I haven't seen their videos in like three weeks. So it's like fully not me not wanting to engage with them. Right. TikTok's following algorithm page. Or like the algorithm of the following page, like choosing what content it thinks I want to see, even though I'm following that person. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's annoying. I never even thought about that because that's what I was thinking too, is I was like, well, at least there's always the following page. But then I was like, well, I know I live in the following page. I love to see like content from people that I like chose to follow. Um, whereas a lot of people I know only get on for the For You page, like they just want to see everything. So yeah, that makes sense if TikTok's like not even pushing your content to the following. Yeah. I like, I, I'd say I spend like 50-50 between like following and for you page and mostly on the following page. It's just to like check up on the people that I follow, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, um, no, same. Yeah. I love that. That's like the thing. It's like, it's, you can't really control that. And it's annoying when people are like, you're not shadow banned. Like, it's just like your content that sucks. And I'm like, well who's deciding that it sucks? It's not like my followers. It's not me. It's TikTok. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And especially I've noticed this happens. Like, it's not like, at least for me in the past, I don't know, like two months, like I feel like my content has been doing really well. And I was like pumped about it, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I posted a sound and then I noticed that after that sound got taken down, that's when all of my views started just like capping at a hundred. And so I'm like, okay, TikTok, are you mad that I use that sound? Because usually, like, if a TikTok gets taken down because of, I don't know, sometimes they would take it down for, like, sports bras. Okay, I guess not for me. But, like, still, whatever, a fucking sound. Um, Like, that could have been why it's doing that right now. Yeah, I I get, I have a lot of, well, okay, like, because, you know, like, I make TikToks, like, my roommate put it this way that I, like, make TikToks calling people out a lot. Um, And I think it's just because, like, I get in moods and I'm like, 
this is so like sorry I'm allowed to swear right (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry I'm like this isn't radio I don't know why I don't think I can swear but um like I'll be like this is so fucking stupid like I want to say something about it or like to talk about things that I like actually think matter whatever like I have always been that kind of person um and I'm not always right but I do speak my mind a lot and I'll get things taken down for like harassment and bullying and because the person that I do edit will report me like because there's this one video where this person said um that like saying that a narcissist is abusing you like is ableism which is just a whole lot of as someone who is in a relationship with a narcissist who abused me (laughs) that's a whole lot of bs um like it's not ableism anyways it like you can go into this whole thing but like pretty much everyone in my comments agreed with me like I'm not pretty much everyone in my comments did agree (laughs) and everyone in their comments like had the same thoughts that I did about it where it's like your mental illness can be a reason why you do something but it can't be an excuse for why you do something Mm -hmm. um as someone who also has mental illness like I don't have like a personality disorder but like and those are very different but like you can use it as like a I think I did this because of like my ADHD or depression, but you can't say like, oh, but I have depression, so I'm like fully absolved of all guilt of what I did. That's a good example. And that's, like, what I said, and the person it got taken down for harassment. Like, sorry, I, I keep going on these long rampages. It's literally because of my ADHD oh, that I like connect story to story. But the whole reason of me saying this was because um, every time I'd get like a strike or something, even if my video got reinstated for the next like week after that, I'd get like a hundred views per video. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, like I was proved that it wasn't an issue. And like one time I made a video where I literally, do you know who Bryce Hall is? I feel like, obviously, yeah, duh. I made a video where I was like, cause I was like, just curious how tall, like these like famous TikTok boys were. And I Googled him and he's five, nine allegedly. Um, and I literally made a TikTok with a screenshot of Google that said he was 5'9", and all I said in the video was like, oh my god, haha, I'm taller than Bryce Hall. That's all I said, and it got taken down for harassment and bullying. <laughs> it got reinstated eventually, oh, but I was like, why, why is that harassment and bullying? I was literally just like, oh my god, I'm taller than Bryce Hall. <laughs> and it like snubbed my views for like a week, and I was like, now me and Bryce Hall have beef. Okay, wait, I forgot about this, dude. Addison Ray followed you. Does she still follow yeah. you? Yeah, she still follows me. She's never, like, liked another one of my videos, as far as I'm aware. It's well, probably the same thing with TikTok, just, like, not showing it, though. Also, she, like, follows 2,000 people, and I don't really look through my likes, so it could be that. Totally. <laughs> like, I only look at my comments, for the most part, because um, I like to, like, talk to people in my comments, but... Yeah, she still follows me. She followed me from, like, that one Euphoria video, and it had, like, 300 views. That's what's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. I don't know why it was on her feed page, but she literally commented and was like, you're so pretty, and then followed me. I was like, okay. That was right after, because there was some vortex that was happening with the lunar system, and I remember being super into it. Oh, it was the Lionsgate portal. You probably don't even, like, remember this. Okay, well, there was a Lionsgate portal, and it's, like, a really big time for manifesting, and literally the day of the Lionsgate portal, she commented on your video and said you're really pretty and then followed you. 
I so was like, like universe probably <laughs> like she did into an <laughs> alternate timeline and that's why she followed me no but that's wild okay I really forgot about that um well good thing maybe she reported it maybe she was like Bryce Hollis was not fucking no, no I literally am like maybe he saw it like they were going through TikToks on her phone and it popped up so he went to my account and reported it <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think that happened. But I literally like commented on that video um and was like like Bryce Hall, like why why this get taken down? Like your GF follows me. I'm not afraid to DM her. <laughs> Dude, that's wild. I've never DM'd her. I'm like, I don't know. I'm I i do not want to. <laughs> no, I know. It's it's like cause you also don't want to be annoying and it's like I don't know. If in when you're in her like position, there's already so many people coming at you, like just let it let it happen the way it's supposed to yeah. um okay but also before we get off tiktok i uh okay i found out the other day that you left the tiktok creator fund can you talk about that yes um it was like suppressing my views yeah i remember like at the beginning it was like a struggle yeah so i just left because i was like a you make like i made like 25 dollars from it and i was like it's not worth it like i'd rather like more views on my videos than make like $25 for a month of videos. No, that makes sense. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> one day, once you get past the like slowness of it like suppressing the views, then when you have a viral video, you get that viral coin, baby. Yeah, out. yeah I don't know if you can, can you rejoin it? Yeah, I like. For sure. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I just don't really care. Also, I filed for unemployment right <laughs> recently. So um I feel like I kind of am not allowed to get income from TikTok and be unemployed. If that makes sense. I don't know if that's true, but especially if you're arguing that you got $25 a month. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna come for you. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. I- I'll look into just it. food I'll for thought. Into- just food for thought. <laughs> um well <laughs> as we're on unemployment um you didn't we talked about this here and there throughout the podcast but i just want to make sure that we talk about it for sure you got an internship in la in 2019 your yeah. summer um so yeah can you talk about what it was where it was well i don't know if you can say where it was but uh what it was and then um how you found it yeah um it was at Endeavor, which is the parent company for WME and IMG, um, which is like William Morris Endeavor, and then like IMG obviously like does a lot of entertainment stuff as well. Right. Uh, I was working for Endeavor's marketing group, which was called 160 over 90, but tech 160 over 90, yeah. Um, but technically, I was an employee of Endeavor, mm-hmm. um, and I found it. So I was applying to a bunch of internships for that summer and I really wanted to get out of Austin but I wasn't hearing back from any of the ones not in Austin and um, I had gotten one in Austin that was unpaid and I was like well if I don't have any other options like I'm going to do this one right and Lisa our professor um, she told us that Bumble Business was doing a thing where it there's like a set of internships that you can apply to exclusively on the app. So I did Bumble business swipe till I got that little pop-up that was like our exclusive internships. Um, and I applied to all of them. And then I heard back a week later from Endeavor 
And this was like, I, I heard back from them. I was like, I probably won't hear anything back. Cause this is like, it's Bumble business. Like, I don't know how much I trust it. Right. Um, but what? I heard back, um, literally the day after I had accepted the unpaid internship in Austin and I had an interview with them. And then two days later they were like, okay, well we want to hire you. Like it starts beginning of June. And at this point it was like halfway into May. Right. So I weeks to figure out how to get to LA and have an apartment here and like everything. Um, yeah, I literally had to figure it out in two weeks. And my dad was like, he didn't want me to go to LA. And he was like, if you go to LA, I'm not going to like give you a dollar. Like I'm not paying for anything. You have to do everything yourself because I don't want you to be there. And I was like, okay, well I'm going. So bye. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So it was very fun. I literally like scoured Facebook marketplace for an apartment and I ended up subletting, um, this two bedroom, two bathroom apartment that had four girls in it, including me. Um, and yeah, it was a good sign, but it was really cheap because, Hey, um, sorry, Amanda's vlogging me doing this. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it ended up being really cheap and I was able to pay for it because the internship was paid and it was my favorite internship I've ever had. So it was a good time. Wow. And yeah, you know, if, there's, if I missed anything, let me know. <laughs> no, that's so cool. I cannot believe it came from a Bumble base. I know. I say that all the time and people are like, what in the world? What in the world for real? Um, sorry, I have someone coming to pick up uh, these things that I'm selling on Facebook Marketplace, but I'm just That's telling amazing. them that I'll let them know when I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're almost done. That's so funny. So for me, just to recap, sorry, everything that just happened, I just need to process this for a second. So we started at Minnesota. First of all, mm-hmm. Mall of America, Urban Outfitters, K. Then USC acceptance. All right, sick. But then chose UT Austin. Okay, cool. Started an RTF. Had Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> class, ended up in advertising, did Texas Creative, um, produce mm. <laughs> a set. Um, oh my gosh, TikTok blew up. Um, Addison Ray followed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had an internship in LA. Oh yeah, no, I'm not done yet. Um, <laughs> had an internship in LA. Um, now has moved to LA. Wait, that's kind of a full circle. And mm-hmm. then. Um, a job hunting we got to throw in unemployment for a little bit of spice and then (laughs) like what (laughs) yeah no it's really fun like the full circle thing actually because I have like a picture on my Instagram from when I was here for the summer of me at Griffith Observatory and I went there like five times over the summer because it was just like so pretty to Mm -hmm. look at the view and I have a my the caption on that picture is like who wants to bet that I'm going to move here when I graduate? And at that point, I was kind of like a joke. Yeah. And now, literally driving up the street to the house that I'm like, I'm subletting in a duplex. Well, I, like I'm, I guess I'm not technically subletting, but I moved into this duplex with these two girls that also went to UT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you driving up the street to like my house, you literally can see Griffith Observatory on the, from the street. Like, you really manifested that, dude. No, literally, I was so freaking out, like, the first time I drove up here, because I knew, like, the area was in and how close it was to Griffith, but you literally can see it from, like, our street, and I was like, oh my god, this is, like, my dream, like, this is so fun. That's crazy. Um, Yeah, so next step, job. (laughs) That's all I need (laughs) now, and I'll be living the dream. Oh my god, 
it'll happen before you know it. And then before you know it, you'll be like checking your Slack all the time, constantly working and it'll just be a great corporate America life. I can't can't wait. Like I'm bored right now. Like I don't like having nothing to do. It like makes me anxious. (laughs) Like I literally No, I feel that. I'm definitely going into like the busiest, mm, one of the busiest seasons of my life. And I, I'm here for it. I'm honestly so stoked. Like I told my vlog this week, I was like, you know what? This whole YouTube thing doesn't work out. Bitch, corporate America, here I come. Here I am. Like nine to five. I'm ready. Love corporate America here. We love it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Elise. It was great to have you on. Um, Can you just tell everyone where they can find you? Oh my God. Yeah. So my address, is, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, if you guys want to come hang out, just kidding. It's a pandemic. Don't come into my house. Um, my Instagram is at Elise M-A-Z, which is the beginning of my last name. My name is A-L-I-S-S-E. Uh, so kind of weird because my dad is Armenian and he came up with it. Um, and my Twitter is Elise Mazakian. Amanda will list it in the description. TikTok, tall girl, T4LLG1RL. Um, I don't know if I have any other social media. Are there other social media? Your website, right? Or no? Oh yeah. My website's elisemazakian.com. But like, if you guys want to see my work. Yeah. I should have plugged that earlier. Job listening to this and you would like to hire me because you just were super impressed with how I handled this podcast. (laughs) Um, My resume and all of my portfolio work is on my website. So, <laughs> I thought we were about to drop a LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm like, I'll do my it. Is, no, no, I'm just kidding. My LinkedIn is just my name. Search it up. There's only one Elise and Zakian in the world, and it's me. So, no way. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's quite a flex. Dang, dude. <laughs> it's really a common last name. So, wow. and there's Elise. So, mm-hmm. fair enough. All right. Well, I'll let you get to your Facebook marketplace. You got to get that unemployment check, you know. But, <laughs> No, it'll be up. Probably by the time this episode's up, you'll be hired and you'll be like, oh my gosh, like we have to re-record and it'll be great. And I'll have you on for the second ep. Obviously going to let you know as soon as I have a job because yeah. I was shouting it from the rooftops. Best I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, it was a long time coming, but I know it's all in perfect timing because I would much rather personally be on the pod now than back when it started. Um, I also just rebranded the Instagram and I have posts scheduled for the next two and a half weeks. So queen. Well, we're ready. <laughs> um all right. Well I love you. I will yeah. talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.